I really do feel that it doesn't matter what your job is where you work. It doesn't matter what your title says. I think if you really are customer focused, no matter what you do, if you just try to help them navigate through whatever challenge it is and help it come to resolution that you're going to be successful. That goes regardless of what industry you're in, having that customer focus first is critical. Are you ready to take your leadership skills in the manufacturing industry to the next level? Look no further. You're listening to the Leadership in Manufacturing podcast, and I'm your host, Sana Linding. I'm here to guide you through a journey of valuable insights, effective communication strategies, and the latest industry trends. Tune in now as we bring you exclusive insights from respected industry leaders in the supply chain, manufacturing sector, and manufacturers representative. Enjoy. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Sana Linding, and welcome to Mind Innovation Manufacturing Leadership Podcast. I want to introduce today's guest, Holly Good. She's the Director of Global Distribution Sales at Knowles Position Devices based in the greater Boston area. With extensive experience in sales, marketing, operation, and supervisory roles in the electronic industry, Holly has proven track record of navigating challenging situations and finding solutions. So welcome to the show, Holly. Thank you. I'm really glad we were able to do this today. Yeah, I'm so excited as well. So I'm always want to hear you know when people when I have people on right industry leaders on the show here I want to hear that passion so I want to ask you you know what what drives your passion for the electronics industry well I have to tell you I got into it accidentally it wasn't uh, something I aspired to I stumbled into it many years ago but built a career in it and I think what makes me passionate about it is that there's just so many different opportunities Right. You know, you don't have to feel that there's only one thing to do in the electronics industry. It's just so vast and it is dynamically changing all the time. And I think that's one of the things that I've enjoyed the most about my career, because I have never felt stagnant when I, you know, had done something for a while and felt like, okay, I'm ready to learn the next thing. There are so many different things to learn in this industry. And, and you don't even have to change companies, you know, you can stay where you're at and learn something new. And the electronics industry is just so dynamic and and changing. So I think that's what has always kept it fresh for me. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's, I also, I actually listened to another podcast today. Um, (laughs) No, but it actually said, you know, that they love within the whole manufacturing and electronic industry, right? That it has an impact of making your life, the quality better. So I think if we're zooming out, Right. Even if it's the product, if it's components, whatever it is, it has an impact of our daily life. So I actually really like that one. I do, too. I remember, you know, when my son was growing up, I would be, you know, maybe at a store with him or something. And I'd point something out and I'd say, hey, this is a customer of mine. And let me tell you why. And this is, you know, when mommy sells this product and it goes into this you know, whatever it was, usually it was some type of equipment, right? You were at the store and you'd see something and it could be anything from, you know, a power supply inside of something, you know, but it was always a great opportunity where I point out a customer name and say, Hey, I know them. we sell parts right into this. So it's fun. It is. It's fun. fun. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, no, I was like, I'll show products in Home Depot, right? When I worked for a cutie brand, I was like, look at these, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Family's like, whatever. Yeah, no. Um, okay, I love your LinkedIn title. So because, you know, you are having the director of getting shit done. And we're just saying it right here. So tell me the story <laughs> behind that one. 
Well, it's funny. It actually, it came about last year. I was at an electronics industry event, a local networking event with women electronics in the Boston area. And there was a group of us together and we were talking about LinkedIn and who uses it and how do they use it? And, you know, do we think people really read it or go on it? Yeah. And, you know, that night when I was driving home, I was kind of thinking about it a little bit and I thought, you know what? I'm going to make an update and see if there's a reaction to it, if people notice that I've made this change. And so the whole director of getting shit done, that kind of started um, one of my sales reps, you know, had called me, this goes back years and said, I know this isn't really something you do, but I know that you can help me, you know, get the answer because you're, you know, you're who I go to, to get these things done. Yeah. um, so that night I went home and I, I changed my headline on um, under my LinkedIn to say, you know, um, I've been referred to as this director of getting shit done because I help people navigate challenging situations and come to a conclusion. So I did that, you know, kind of just as a like challenge, like, is anything going to happen? You know, do people really read this? And when I tell you within I think 24 hours, I got a message on LinkedIn from somebody I didn't know, um, but they, I think, were searching my company and maybe just trying to find, uh, you know, somebody they didn't know what to do. And they sent me a message and said, hey, I noticed your profile and I'm wondering if you can help me. Uh, I'm not sure how to approach this. And so, of course, I connected him with the right people and we we got, you know, his question solved. But it kind of showed me the power that LinkedIn has. And it, it... you know, it proved that absolutely people are going on LinkedIn regularly. They're going out to find out about your company. They're going out to find people who, you know, maybe can help them. And so, um, you know, it it was a a good exercise. I'm proud of actually that little tagline there because I really do feel that it doesn't matter what your job is, where you work, doesn't matter what your title says. I think if you really are customer focused, no matter what you do, if you just try to help them navigate through whatever challenge it is and help it come to resolution that you're going to be successful. That goes regardless of what industry you're in, you know, having that customer focus first is critical. Yeah. I think that's another angle as well, right? Because it also gives a little perspective of your customers of saying, I don't know how to find this information either, you know, if I'm going on the website or if I've been in a presentations, right. But going to you and then you actually connect, maybe they're lazy. Hopefully they're not that, but it could be a reflection of saying, Hey, you should actually make it easier on your website as well to, to right. say, Hey, you know, how do we, how do we help you to connect you to the right, to the right person? But I love yeah. your title. I think it's awesome. I think it's really fresh and, and, and brave and just, you know, do something fun as well on, on LinkedIn. I love it. I, I think, you know, I, I didn't do it as in like a braggy way, right? It was just kind of a thing. And it was funny. I'm like, I wonder have people take this the right way or not. You know, I don't need it to be uh, anything other than, Hey, let me help you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it works. It works, right? And and it also helps building the the relationship and your professional network as well. Um, let let us pivot a little bit here because I want to talk about you know customer satisfaction, and it is a little bit right. You are helping. Um, so how how do you measure and and how do you improve your your customer relationship and 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 yeah and make it better? Okay, so I think you know it's funny. I think we're in the this time of survey, right? Everybody surveys customers. I, 
found myself, you know, just doing a return at Kohl's a week ago and there's a survey. Can we do this survey and let me know how your experience is? And there's value in survey to some degree, but at yeah. some point, I think people get overloaded. I don't do all the surveys that I'm asked to do. I'll only do it if somebody was exceptional or something was really mediocre because I want to, <laughs> right? It's one extreme or the other. It's not yeah. just that, hey, everything was great. No. You know, it was, or it was yeah. good today. Yeah. So what I find best for me is I just go directly and ask my customers. I just say, you know what? While I'm here today, can you let me know what can I do differently to be a better service to you? You know, yeah. I, I know, I only know what I know, right? So there's other people out there, other companies that might do things differently. And so I just go right out and ask and say, is there something additional that we can do, or I personally can do better to be a better solutions provider for you, a better resource for you? I think that's the best way. And I feel people are honest. They'll yeah. say, you know, there's one thing that you're not doing today, you know, that, you know, if you guys could add this, either, you know, the company that you work for can add this to, you know, the repertoire of things you do, or if you personally, you know, I, I need to see you more frequently, they'll come right out and tell you, right? Yeah. So I, I just ask, I yeah. think, you know, that's the most straightforward way. I think there is value in survey if it's not overused, because some people prefer that, uh, you know, they don't, you don't have to say who you are exactly. Right. So they want to be anonymous, yeah. but I, you know, the customers that I work with, I just ask, you know, is there anything that needs to be done differently in order to make us best in class Yeah. in order to, you know, make me a better resource for you and to help my company be even better. So I just ask, I think that's the, the best way to do it. It, I agree, right? It's the whole communication and what better way to, as you're saying, to ask, right? Instead of filling out all these questions and, and then maybe- oh, get a gift so to many. Yeah. So many. Yeah. Any, do you have any other examples? You're saying, you know, one of the examples you said was, you know, you know, I want to see you more frequently. Any other examples you can share of what kind of feedback you had, you got? You know, I, I will say it's, it's usually great feedback, right? Which is good. Um, yeah. You know, I, I hope that I, I can kind of set the bar for others too, but I know people have, you know, come back and given suggestions and sometimes it's about, um, you know, bringing information back to the organization and, you know, what can we do differently as a company? I, you know, it might just be adding an additional EDI document or yeah. something simple that you take for granted or, hey, you know, well, your policy on this is a little bit tight. You know, some others, you know, allow us to do this, this and that. And that's the type of feedback people will give you once that you helps. build that relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's usually just that open dialogue Fine. about what you need to do to become best in class. Because I think that's what everyone wants to be. They want to yeah. set the standard. You want your company that you're representing to be a company that is thought of as, you know, the standard in what they do. So. Yeah. No. So you could also say, right, even if it's not as good feedback, right, <laughs> it's the bad one, but call right. it a gift, right? If you call it, it a is. gift, it's a gift for your company to change right and actually turn it into something positive and then you can be that become that best in class so absolutely so you and have I to listen to the negative right <laughs> you do and i think that's really what i'm asking for for the most yeah. part you know i'm not looking for a pat on the back i'm looking for what can we do better what can i do differently you know what can my company do better to help us all get to that next level together yeah. right you know to yeah. become a really more solid partner 
with, you know, and in my case, I manage distributors. So for me, I'm working with distributors directly and trying to make sure that we're doing all the right things to be a good partner and one of the best partners that they have. What about, I want to talk a little about efficiency and being productive because it's always a balance, right? Because we are bombarded with emails every day when you get up and on a Monday, right? And you have your meetings. So so how, what, what's your personal uh, advice, you know, how to balance to be efficient and productive? It's a struggle. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but what I've done is I shut off my notifications and I block off, um, I think it's it's called focus time now on Outlook because mm -hmm. I was finding that you know, people, I manage my calendar tight, yeah. right? And people will look for that little opening in that little time slot and try to, you know, get you in a meeting sometimes. Yeah. So I've had to be really better about, I shut off my email notifications because I realized what was happening to me is sometimes at the end of the day, I'd have like seven things in draft email that I thought I finished. Yeah. Right. But I, I started, was in the middle of it and then I got distracted because I bounced to something else. Um, so time management is a challenge for me personally. That's what I've done. I shut off my notifications and I block off focus time where I just work. I go through, you know, my list of things because I, I, um, I do tend to sometimes flutter from project to project. And oh, we all do. Come on. I know <laughs> it's getting harder and harder than you know, yeah, it is. so, um, that's my my things I've made a point to do most recently is block off focus time just to yeah. really go through my action list and make sure things are, you know, being driven to conclusion. And I did. I shut off all the notifications yeah. because they were really a problem for me. I I think I had a attention deficit disorder my whole life that was never diagnosed, but. <laughs> Yeah. No. And if you have that notification, right, it's like the new shiny thing. Right. And then you, you go over and like, oh, and then it's like, oh, is that burning or not burning? Should I answer the customer? And then then it's then you jump. So I, I like you. I really like your approach. I, I like to have days where I do not have meetings at all, because as you're saying, if it breaks up, suddenly you have maybe 30 minutes before you have the next meeting. And in that 30 minutes, sometimes there's not enough time to dive in and actually solve something and get it finished and done. Um, then you can sit and do <laughs> the smaller emails or you can read a, an email and you're like, oh, that will take me even longer. And then you need to put that on your, you know, somewhere on your list if you have a list, right, of, of what you're working And I want to feel accomplished at the end of the day. And yeah. sometimes if you don't finish something, you know, you just don't get that feeling of accomplishment and yet you've done a lot of other things but it wasn't what you intended to do yeah so that's why I I have these chunks of time I just started blocking off in my day so that yeah I could accomplish I do work to deadlines um you know I'm yeah. very guilty of that and I look to see like okay when is this done and I kind of do like the order of working yeah. up to the deadline but the only way to meet your deadlines is to have that focused time so that's really something I found I have to do just in order yeah. to be efficient. No, I, I I really like that one. What um we have to learn, right? In this industry, things are moving fast and we disruption, you know, it happens not every day, but there is a lot of going on every year. Um, so we, we have to pivot or we have to learn um, if it's software, if it's AI, you know, whatever we talk about. So so how do you learn? Well, so I've had the benefit of having a new job at a new company and not having to leave because the company that I worked for for 12 years was acquired in November. 
finance corporation. So immediately now I am learning every single day, right? So I'm learning that whole, all the new processes. I do say the best of both worlds because we still have everything I knew from my current company, you know, when I was at Cornell Jubilee and now there is everything new to learn. So, um, you know, that, that doesn't happen to everyone every day, but you know, right now I'm in that big learning curve of just being part of a new company. But, um, you know, personally, I just signed up for Coursera, you know, there's things I'm interested in, you know, in, in growing my, my skills. And so I'm, I'm an online learner. I do well with that. So sometimes for me, it's just, you know, picking a class or two, you know, that doesn't take too long, maybe, you know, 20 hours or so, but I can do that in a month just to stay current because things are changing so fast. Sometimes I hear a buzzword in a meeting and I'm like, I don't even know what that is, right? Because technology is moving so fast and you just kind of get into that groove of what you currently do. So for me, it's, it's just hopping on different webinars listening to podcasts just to continue to learn yeah. and and try new things. So uh, right now I'm, I'm working on my project management because I see, you know, where I need to improve on, on certain things. So yeah. that's the current class I'm, I'm working on just to improve in that area. You know, being with a bigger company, it's a bigger scale. Things yeah. are a little bit different. So I am, um, you know, I look to utilize things that are available uh, technology-wise, online, and uh, and just kind of going out personally yeah. and doing those. Oh, things. that's good. So you sleep well at night if that's so much learning going on right now. I yeah. I do. I I do. Yeah, <laughs> because no, it's like complete uh, exhaustion. Yeah, no, that's that's a lot. It's it is a lot. Um, so with communication, I think that's that's an ongoing um, skill, right? To learn to talk inside your organization, within your team, with customers, right? For you for distribution. So how do you, or if you have an advice of how to, you know, how, what's not, I don't know, maybe the word is best in class, but you know, it's, you have to evolve every day and change, right? So any, any advice you want to give of how to keep that communication or that transparency, because I think that's so important as well that, that that's going on. I, I think that's the key right there. Don't, um, you know, you have to be open. You have to be, um, you do have to be transparent. And if you don't know something, it's fine. I, I often say, let me, you know, I will get an answer for you. I'm not actually, you know, the expert on this, but I will find out and get back to you, right? Yeah. I don't think everyone expects us to know everything. Um, but I believe part of good communication is just saying, I'm going to find out for you and I will get back to you. Or, and then follow up. Just do what you say you're going to do. I think that's critical. If you tell somebody you're going to get back to them, make a point to get yeah. back to them, even if you don't have the information. You know, yeah. sometimes for me, it's it's that, you know, quick email. I haven't forgotten you. This is still pending. This is when we expect to get back to you. And people value that. That's part yeah. of communication. It's not always giving good news. Sometimes it's just saying, hey, I don't have the information, uh, but continuing to communicate that it's being worked yeah. on. So I would say, you know, the best way to communicate is to be forthcoming. You know, you have to feel comfortable not always telling people what they want to hear um, and make sure that you get back to them when you say you're going to, even if you don't have everything right at that moment. Sometimes that's uncomfortable. You know, I hate calling people on missing a deadline or being 
you know, delinquent on something, but at least if they know it hasn't gone into the abyss, I hate when people have to go back. I hate when I have to go back to people and say, yeah, hello. hi, yeah. Still, yeah. still waiting, right? You know, just say to me, I don't have this, but I'm, I'm my, you know, new expected date is this. Yeah. I think that's yeah. part of it because then people can work around it. Right. Yeah. You know, if you know, if you can work around that due date. So for me, it best is. in class is just continuing to communicate good or bad and let people know when they ex can expect to hear from you. Yeah. I, and personal reflection here. Right. I have to get my son's car fixed um, and I had to call three times where I left a message. And then the language, like, I called yesterday, I'm calling again today, you know, please follow up, right? And then the guy called back and he's like, oh yeah, we didn't have the, got the replacement part yet, right? But we have it now. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't call you back. And I'm like, I just wanted to hear that you were working oh, on it because it was like that black hole, right? Of like, what's going on? Um, right. So it's just, yeah, you. even though, yeah, it's just, uh, and it takes time, but it builds more trust, I think. The, the even going back, right? Because I was like, getting not anxiety right but I was like what what is I was like thinking what is going on right it's okay that we will it will take 10 more days but it was just like what is going on and I I have to say I'm really I find myself very not critical of customer service but because I have a high standard within you know my daily work right I'm yeah. I, when I'm have a company like the insurance company right that I deal with I have high standards but I think this is where, you know, this is important. I think regardless of what industry you're in, to me, customer service has a value and it's not the price, right? I mean, I, I, that is secondary in a lot of ways. It's, yeah. it's about, you know, the service. It is about the, the product, but it's not about the price. I go to the grocery store that is two miles from me and they're not the lowest price at all. But I'm in that case, I'm paying for convenience and I'm paying for, yeah. you know, the service because the people are the same that have been there. You know, I know. Right. But it's like your mechanic. It's, yeah. it's like if you just you're they're going to build a relationship with you where you'll always go there if they yeah. provide that good service. And I I, that goes the same for regardless of the industry. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it, I think it's really important, right, to to put yourself in the shoes of your customer, even right. back to the with your, you know, with your LinkedIn title, right? To put in to say, if they can't find, right, who to ask or how to ask or get in that right direction, you know, be in these shoes and then you can you can find the, the way. But keep helping. It's always good to, to help. That's right? it. Yeah. Be a resource. Yeah. So um, I want to talk about when you meet, you know, when you're expanding your network. Um, how do you how do you how do you expand it and and how do you keep nurturing because we are all busy right and you just said you know you need it to set the notification off but we also need to be sure that we are expanding on it I mean LinkedIn is a perfect place to do that right when you um you know when you're connected with someone else and you're you notice somebody commented on their post and maybe you're not connected with them, but you have similarities or you thought the same way, like, yeah, they reacted to this and this is exactly how I feel. Make that quick connection and just say, hey, I noticed you are uh, connected to Sana and, you know, we haven't met, but I agree with you. I think this is, uh, you know, this is 
topic that I feel strongly about. So that's yeah. one way you can do that. I also, you know, make sure I connect with, I might be out doing a virtual training or something with, uh, you know, a customer where I don't know every single person who's on that training, but I make a point to try to get that list of who went on and send them a note afterwards, you know, yeah. just saying, you know, thanks for attending and building that connection because there are so many degrees, right? And, yeah. um, you know, you never know when you can help people get together. Um, you know, I, I just tried to connect two people today. You know, I'm like, I knew somebody who was looking to hire and I knew somebody who was looking for some uh, opportunity and, you know, you kind of put them together. So I think the larger your network, um, you know, the more people you can help, right, and yeah. put together. But, you know, I, I just, I love uh, using LinkedIn just for that reason. Yeah. Oh, I, I love the platform, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows that. Um, okay, let's let's talk about advice. So if you were like looking at yourself and you had to give you an advice for like 10 years ago, what, what kind of advice would you give yourself? Well, you know, I think I'd say stay the course and just continue to do you know, if it feels right in your gut, it's right for you, right? So, you know, there's different times in your life where different things are right for you. You know, yeah. you might you might in your head have these certain aspirations, but the timing in your life might not be right. So for me, it's just stay the course because, um, you know, when that opportunity is right, it kind of just, it you know, it, it works its way out. When I started at Cornell Jubilee, I started in product marketing and that was right for me at that time. That was my first job at a manufacturer. My background had been in distribution and I had worked for a rep. And when I came to work at a manufacturer, I started in product marketing. Yeah. And then it was also timing, you know, just sometimes it works out that way. But staying within Cornell, I was able to do different jobs and ultimately landed uh, within, you know, managing the distribution channel there. And, you know, it was all the timing. I stayed the course. When that opportunity came up, it was a good time for me. My son was now older. It, I was able to travel. And, you know, when he was younger, that was not a choice that yeah. I wanted to make at that time. So for me, it was stay the course because ultimately things will align, you know, with where you want to go. Everybody has different timings. You know, uh, everybody's life is different, you know, and, and for me, I wasn't prepared to travel as extensively as I do now, um, you know, until the last 10 years, really, you know, I really wasn't didn't have that desire. But, um, you know, so for me, it was, it's just stay the course, uh, yeah. you know, because things will work out. If you know what you want, you know, you just kind of stay true to yourself and stay the course. Yeah. And, and it's a journey, right? And it helps it you with the position journey. you have now because you've been in different chairs within the industry. So that helps you as well of having good reflection of, you know, what, what's needed and what's not needed. Yes. Nice. So if anybody wants to, to reach out to you, how, how can they connect with you? Well, I am on LinkedIn. Yay! <laughs> I'm <probably> good. Search <laughs> the so that is, <laughs> yeah. that is the best way to find me. And, awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah. I would say that is the best thing. So thank you. Perfect. Okay. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes and also on the, uh, the episode page on mindinnovation.com, but they will, they will be, you will be easy to find. Don't worry. You will find so, me. <laughs> yeah, you will find me. So, okay. So Holly, thank you so much. I think it was just, it was great. And I think the one I, I'm doing it, but you know, getting the reminder from you saying, right, put off these notification, take some time and concentrate. 
Um, I think that's one of the, the best key learnings that, that I have. And, and as you said, right, do it, recommend it. That's the way you, you can focus in the world right now. Well, I thank you for having me. It was great to catch up with you. Thank you. If you like Leadership in Manufacturing podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the show wherever you get your podcast. You can follow Santa Vending and Leadership in Manufacturing on Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Make sure to check our website. It's called leadershipinmanufacturing.com. Stay curious. Keep learning. See you next time. <laughs>